get on board the Viking ship. It's Purple Mafia. This is episode number 15 of Purple Mafia. Today is Monday, October 6th in the year of our Lord, 2008. Well, all of about 15 minutes left of this day. It'll be Tuesday for you, pretty much, by the time you get to hear this show. <laughs> as it's going to be Tuesday as I'm doing this show later on. Uh, wow. Well, the Vikings pull out a close one today. Absolutely spectacular game. Very, very fun to watch. A little sloppy at times. But first and foremost, this show is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. And I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show. It means a lot to me. And I hope this show means a lot to you. And if it does, please tell a friend and tell them to tell their friends Let's get this show moving further and further forward as the ratings on iTunes have been decent. Let's get them better. So that'll be great. Now, first and foremost, on the sportstuff.com, there is a button on the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. If you simply click on that, you will be prompted to sign in or sign up to the message board, so if you haven't signed up, please do. It is 100% free and 100% fun, as you get to interact with all of us podcasters and other members that are all sports fans, and there's even some boards on there where you can talk about anything you want, be it politics, the economy, whatever the heck you want to talk about, Uh, video games. Yeah, there's a lot of video game talk on here. So, um, yeah, definitely some good stuff to get into. Now, on today's show, we are going to talk about, of course, the game. That is the most important thing. We're going to have a teeny bit of Vikings news, little tidbits here and there. Also, I'm going to mention, as I think this will be better for you, the listener, as I'm getting the impression that you, the listener, would like more Vikings and less, oh, you know, NFL Roundup. So I'm going to abbreviate the NFL Roundup from now on. Um... Unless I hear differently, if I hear any requests like, hey, I really like that NFL Roundup a lot, you know, if I hear a lot of requests about that, well, let me know. Please let me know on the message boards, on maybe even on iTunes if you comment on there, or send me an email, paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, or send me a private message on thesportstuff.com if you are a member. Now, So I just thought I'd get that out of the way, just to let you know what the idea is going in. Of course, we're going to get into last week's poll and into this week's poll. Should be some fun stuff. was a great game. So we're going to get, without further ado, we're going to get into that right away after this announcement. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on thesportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. We are back here on Purple Mafia. The commercial you just heard was Timberwolves Explosion. That is my Timberwolves podcast here on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Do sign, do check it out. 
Denver Wolves training camp is underway. The preseason game underway tonight as well. Wolves win big time. So we'll be talking about that later this week, talking about the preseason stuff on that show. So, yeah, check it out. Now, it is time to talk about the game. Yes, the game. And what a fun game it truly was, as mentioned. And you know what? Every single time the Vikings play the New Orleans Saints, it's always interesting. There's always some crazy stuff going on. Be it there's a lot of crazy calls going on. There's a lot of uh, wild, you know, just some spectacular plays. There's turnovers. There's everything. Both teams tend to really come out to play against each other. Yet, you know, the good part about it is it's not like a big hatred rivalry. It's just entertaining football. It really, really is. And, um, you know, we, who could forget in 2002 when the Vikings had lost, what, like 14 straight road games or something, and we actually won a ball, won the ball game on a two-point conversion. So instead of going for the tie, we go for two and win the ball game. Dante Culpepper running it in. So, yeah, that was some cool stuff. Um, definitely a great game today. But, yeah, special teams rear their ugly head again as the opening kickoff of the game. Pierre Thomas returned it 56 yards, which then led to a pretty easy score with Drew Brees hitting Devery Henderson in a very quick drive. Henderson continued to break loose on kicks all night long. Henderson, I'm sorry, I meant Pierre Thomas continued to break loose on kicks all night long, but somebody else break, broke loose on kicks all night long, too. I'll get into that very shortly, as we're just not quite at that part of the game yet. Um, the crazy part is uh, a holding call killed the Saints' chances for another TD right off the bat, but the Vikings caught a break there, and that's for sure. But then this is where things started to change, and this is when uh, that super entertaining thing starts to happen between these two teams. Now, first of all, bear with me. I apologize. My voice sounds kind of crappy, and that's because I've just—I've got a frog in my throat. You all know what that feeling is. You know, it's—it really sucks when you're just not feeling your best. But yeah, Antoine Winfield. Now, first and foremost, yeah, Kevin Williams blocked a field goal attempt, as that's what the uh, Saints had to do. They had to go for field goal. Kevin Williams blocks it, and the hero of a few weeks ago, Antoine Winfield, recovers. The ball as he just nabbed it out of midair and ran all the way for a touchdown. Beautiful stuff. Uh, Winfield later on knocked the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. So Winfield coming up big again. Um, the man who recovered that was uh, Tyrell Johnson. It was just awesome. Now that play led to another TD where Chester Taylor threw the ball to Vasante Shanko for a TD on a trick play. It was a four-yard play. Shenko is finally catching touchdowns. It's a miracle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's Shenko's caught two touchdowns so far this year, so that makes up for the two touchdowns he dropped, touchdowns that were just gimmies, like right in the oven. You know, the bread was in the oven, baby, and he dropped it, but not this time. Shenko is actually playing a little better now, and it's nice to see. Uh, Charles Gordon, the nickelback Charles Gordon, played some good ball. Uh, he knocked down multiple plays that could have been touchdown passes. He is playing some big football lately, and I'm really happy with Charles Gordon. Good choice by the Vikings, naming him that nickelback indeed. As I uh, haven't really seen much of Benny Sapp in regular season football, despite a very good preseason. So that's just how it goes, I guess. Vikings got away with one when uh, <laughs> when Ben Lieber... Clearly face mask Reggie Bush. 
Bush fumbled the ball, and we recovered it on top of that. So that was some crazy stuff. Uh, the Saints fans, their coach, just, I mean, they were irate. Uh, I felt bad for the uh, the referee, Ed Hockley, as he had an unfortunate call a week ago. Denver Broncos, San Diego Chargers on a forward pass that, yeah, it should have been. It was a fumble. It wasn't a forward pass. It was obvious, but uh, Ed Hockley, one of the better refs in the league, taking some uh, some heat of late, unfortunately. But, yeah, uh, as we head into the second half, or really before we do, uh, the Vikings managed to get another field goal. This was a 33-yarder by Ryan Longwell. He had a 53-yarder earlier in the game. I mean, Ryan Longwell, this guy is might be the best kicker in the whole league right now. He has just had an awesome, awesome season. Um, this was with four seconds to go to put the Vikings up 20-10. to 10. I mean, who saw the Minnesota Vikings up 20-10 to 10 over the New Orleans Saints in this game? I sure the heck didn't, and, uh, you know, I don't think many people did. I really don't. I don't know how they could. Um, Adrian Peterson. Now, a lot of you thought going into this game the Vikings were going to pound away at the New Orleans Saints with Adrian Peterson, right? Well, it just wasn't the case. It just simply was not the case as he had only 16 yards in the first half. That was, no, 17 yards in the first half. That was very frustrating. He almost lost a fumble. A challenge, thank God, showed that his knee was down before he lost the ball. But still, what a, what a tough first half for Adrian Peterson. And yeah, second half wasn't much better. But we'll get into that later. Um, the Vikings forced three turnovers in the first half. Fumble recoveries by Winfield, Tyrell Johnson, and an interception by Ben Lieber deep in Vikings territory. That saved us big time. Drew Brees was furious as uh, the ball was just tipped in the air. His receiver screwed up. I can't remember if it was Moore or uh, Henderson. I think it was Moore. Uh, he just absolutely blew it on the play. Not Brees' fault at all. And, uh, yeah, the Saints probably would have scored a touchdown, at least got a field goal there. I mean, they, they were so deep. It was unbelievable. Um Vikings run defense was great in the first half, keeping Reggie Bush to 25 yards, and Deuce McAllister, Deuce, to only three. Crazy. Drew Brees had over 200 yards passing in the first half. The Vikings were very fortunate to be in such good position, leading 20 to 10 at the half. I mean, they really were. No one saw it. But now we get into the second half, and this is when things got even crazier. I mean, much crazier. Absolutely insane actually. <laughs> how how could I not say that? Um, special teams continued to suck in the second half, folks, as Reggie Bush returns a 71-yard punt, uh, returns a punt 71 yards for a touchdown. Unbelievable. That was a just, it just, you know, it just shows this special teams just is not good. But also, I mean, Bush, I mean, I got, I, I got to give him credit. That was just spectacular. He was the player of the entire game. As uh, he very easily could have gone the distance again on the following punt return, which is only about a minute later as the Vikings were a quick three and out. If he hadn't stumbled, he would have had another touchdown. But if it wasn't bad enough, Bush returned another punt for a touchdown. This one was 64 yards. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, come on. That was really tough to swallow. 
as uh, just Viking special teams, especially when we play the New Orleans Saints historically. I mean, how many times have I seen the New Orleans Saints return a kick for a touchdown against the Vikings over the last 16 to 20 years? I mean, it just drives me nuts. It really does. Uh, the Vikings ops. To speaking of driving anybody nuts, the Vikings offense did absolutely nothing in the third. I mean, it was three and out on virtually every single series. It was terrible. But then all of a sudden, after those two touchdowns by Reggie Bush, which were, you know, late in the, fir- late in the third quarter and early in the fourth, something changed. Something woke up Gus Farratt and Bernard Berrien. I, I mean, whoa. Can I, can I, can I say this word? I, I don't know. Can I, can I say this? Clutch? Clutch? What, no, what does that word mean again? What does clutch mean? Oh, that's right. It means, it means you, you made big plays when the game's on the line? What? I, I forgot what that word meant here in Minnesota. I, I really did. Um, yeah, they were clutch. Gus Farad and Bernard Berrien were clutch. As almost immediately after that, well, it was the series immediately after Reggie Bush got his second touchdown. Uh, Gus Rotten chucks the rock up to Bernard Berrien, which ended up being a 36-yard catch. It was slightly underthrown. Bernard Berrien had to kind of come back to catch it, but he did, uh, despite the fact he dropped several passes in the game, earlier in the game. But, my goodness, the guy just totally woke up. Um, it was amazing. Gustrat hammered, and I mean hammered on the play, as uh, I believe, yeah, it was Will Smith just hammered him. He was on the ground for about, oh, about a minute or two, gets up. He's okay, thank goodness. Uh, Tavares Jackson had to go in to, for at least one play because it was like an injury timeout, so that, that's the rules, and we all know what happened. As uh, Yeah, you guessed it, Tavares Jackson had to... Uh, just handed the ball off to Adrian Peterson. That's just the way it goes when Tavares Jackson's in the game. One play, Gus Farratt comes back in. What does he do on the next play? He throws it up high again. Bernard Berrien comes down with a 33-yard catch. Despite the fact that he ran into Bobby Wade on the play, he caught the ball anyway. Uh, Bernard Berrien actually is catching the ball, but the game's on the line all of a sudden. So, hey, I can't complain. I I'm just... But don't blame me if I'm a little bit shocked. I mean, it's just just absolutely wonderful to see this happening. I'm so happy. I really am. Um, so the Vikings, all of a sudden, are tied. We're tied, folks. 27 to 27. Unbelievable. Don't know how it happened, but it did. <laughs> Martin Erratica gets an opportunity as the Saints drive, but are stopped far enough, you know, to not make it a chip shot field goal. It was 46 yards, and Mr. Erratica misses. That was beautiful. I was so happy. All of a sudden, the Vikings have a chance to win the game with exactly, oh, you know, with two minutes left, about a minute 57 or so left in the game. Bernard Berrien came up big again, drawing a pass interference call, which gave the Vikings the ball at the Saints 15. The Vikings run the clock down to 16 seconds. Ryan Longwell only has to make a 30-yarder, and guess what? He did, as Ryan Longwell is very clutch. He is the best kicker in the NFL right now, in my opinion. Final play of the game was a Hail Mary by Drew Brees, which was intercepted by Tyrell Johnson. Uh, They figured they could 
give it a shot just in case the ball was down. If it was down, the Saints would have one more Hail Mary attempt, but nope, it was a catch. Tyrell Johnson clearly had the ball uh, cradled. It, it was safe. It was a true catch. Fall game, Vikings defeat the New Orleans Saints on the road. Our first road win of the year. Uh, hopefully not our only one. And, uh, hey, we can actually talk about a winning streak. Can we actually talk about a possible winning streak? Because the Detroit Lions are coming to town. The Lion Lions are coming to town. Unbelievable. The worst team in the NFL is going to be in the Metrodome. Um, I have never seen the Vikings lose to the Detroit Lions in the Metrodome. And I've been watching NFL since 1992. I'm old enough I could have been watching since 85. But, well, that's when I started watching. So, sorry. Still much longer than most of you that are listening. But some of you maybe are quite a bit older than me. And I remember the Tarkenton era. Who, who knows? But, yeah. Now we're going to quickly get into the game preview. Or even before that, really quick, because I did not mention this earlier. Uh, unfortunately, E.J. Henderson is out for the year. Yeah, out for the year. I thought he was going to be out maybe for a couple plays. <laughs> I I really did in, in, in that uh, Tennessee game last week. Oh, maybe just a couple plays and he'd be right back in the game, right? No. Then they're like, oh, maybe he'll be, he'll be out this week. Okay, yeah, just this week. Then they're like, oh, ah, you know, this could extend into a month. All of a sudden, boom, placed on injured reserve today. Two dislocated toes. He is out for the season. E.J. Henderson, the best linebacker on the Vikings by far. Uh, you could say he's the defensive MVP, but it's definitely Antoine Winfield now, that's for sure. Uh, this guy was on his way to the Pro Bowl this year. Not anymore. E.J. Henderson gone. Very big shame. Ah, oh, man. You know, I, I can't even put into words what a big loss this is, and that is quite a shame. If the Vikings win anyway and uh, hold Reggie Bush and Deuce McAllister, at least in the running game, down pretty good. It was the damn special teams that gave up all those yards to uh, E.J. Henderson, or E.J. Henderson, to Reggie Bush and Thomas, Pierre Thomas. So uh, that was some tough stuff to swallow. But now we can move into the Detroit Lions. I apologize for switching up a little bit there real quick, because but I had to. I can't go through the show without mentioning that. Yeah, Detroit Lions. Yeah, how do you beat the Lions? You just play football. You know, you just play football. Don't be stupid. That's how you beat the Lions. Just uh, catch the ball. You know, just throw it and catch it. <laughs> you know, you know, like pretend you care. Yeah, that's how you beat the Detroit Lions. The Chicago Bears whooped on the Detroit Lions this last week. Now, I know the Bears are in first place, but come on, man. They're not that good. They're not that good. And they beat the Lions 34-7, to just putrid. Remember remember last year when uh, John Kitten was talking about throwing 50 touchdown passes because he's had the best receivers ever, and they got the greatest offensive coordinator ever? Um <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't say it. Yeah, and Mike Martz, the former Rams coach, and uh, all that good stuff. Now the uh, 49ers offensive coordinator. Uh, no, no, it just didn't work out at all. Um, Kyle Orton looked like Joe Montana in this game. 334 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions either, by the way. 
Now, Kyle Orton is getting better. He is getting better, but this is the but the Detroit Lions are that bad. They really are. Um, I don't know what happened to John Kinn. I really don't. It's just this has gotten ridiculous. Um, I don't even know this guy, Orlovsky. I don't even know him. I'm sorry, but I don't. <laughs> the only thing Detroit really did good is Matt Forte. Only averaged 2.4 yards a game, or a carry, but he did get a touchdown still, so what do you do? Other than that, I mean, yeah, Roy Williams, 96 yards. Oh, goody. You know? Wow. I just, man, oh, man, oh, man. This is easily the worst team in the league. Uh, the Vikings absolutely should win next week. And, uh, yeah, believe it or not, we could be 500. We right back where we started, you know, whatever that is, you know. <laughs> but you get the idea. We could be right back at 500 and have a shot of uh, doing something good. I hope it happens. Uh, yeah, the last time the Vikings and Lions played, the Vikings won 42-10 to 10 in the Dome. I expect a very similar score this coming week. I mean, there isn't much to preview here. Detroit is not going to win this game. They're just not going to win this game. Mark my words, if I if they lose, the Vikings lose next week, Brad Childress should be fired immediately. Get him out. I don't care what happened with the Saints. He should be fired if the Vikings lose to the Detroit Lions in the Metrodome. That's all there is to it. Now with that, I'm going to conclude this segment, and we're going to do the more abbreviated NFL roundup and get in the polls, and we'll be calling it a show at that point in time. We'll be right back after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you'd better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, the previous show you just heard. Previous commercial, that is, Brave the Wild. That is my Minnesota Wild podcast. Do check it out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Uh, training camp is over. Preseason is over. It is regular season. Season openers on Saturday. We'll be talking some hockey. So do check that show out as soon as you can. Now for a abbreviated version of the NFL roundup. Tennessee defeats Baltimore. They are still undefeated. They are 4-0. Kansas City is shut out by Carolina 34-0. So that little win by Kansas City last week does not mean much anymore. And Carolina has still only lost one game this year. And that was to the Minnesota Vikings. So that win looks pretty good right now. I already mentioned the Chicago-Detroit game. Yeah, that was just yuck. Atlanta over Green Bay. Atlanta over Green Bay. Unbelievable. How about that? The Falcons are 3-2. and two. The Packers are 2-3. and three. Uh, Yeah, things really opening up for the Minnesota Vikings in this division. And the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan looks the part. That is a nice football team looking real good. They just might be an outside playoff contender. Uh, Indianapolis and Houston, boy, the Colts. <laughs> boy, the Colts suck. They almost gave up this game. They really were that close. They almost lost to a team that hadn't won a game this year. But they pulled it out. Oh, goody, they're 2-2. Two and two. 
Wow, they've beaten the Texans and the Vikings so far this year. Go Colts. <laughs> Texans are 0-4. Sage Rosenfeld, solid game, though. Not bad at all for him filling in. For a ill Matt Schaub, very quickly now, on to San Diego, Miami. The San Diego Chargers suck. They lost to the Miami Dolphins. This team was an easy Super Bowl pick for a lot of people. They are now 2-3. and three. Now, I know last year they came out to a sucky start, too, so... Who knows? Anything can happen. The Miami Dolphins have improved this year. They are 500. All righty. You know, and they're just one year removed from a two, from a one-win season. Ronnie Brown is emerging dramatically. 125 yards and a touchdown. Player of the game there. Dolphins are awakening again. Seattle and the New York Giants. Wow. 44-6. <laughs> to Giants are still undefeated. The Giants. Remember the team? A lot of us thought they were going to have a... They were just going to be kind of, you know, have a sophomore slump after a Super Bowl championship season. Not the case. Seattle is finished. They are done. It is over. Mike Holmgren, go away. Retire. Uh, good riddance to him. And, uh, yeah, Seattle's done. They're going to have to totally rebuild. Washington and Philadelphia, this might have been the game of the week. What a couple of sweet football teams. Washington is now 4-1 and one after their uh, season-opening loss to the New York Giants. 4-1, and one, Washington. Wow. Congratulations to Logan Rice, <laughs> host of Fourth and Goal. Your team looks great. I cannot believe the Eagles are only two and three. Just, they are an awesome football team, and they are only two and three. What a tough division to be in. Yikes! You know. Now we're going to quickly slide into the next game. Tampa Bay and Denver. This is another solid game, kind of a defensive type of game. Denver is four and one. Tampa Bay. 3-2. and two. Despite losing, Tampa Bay is still 3-2. and two. They look very good. Denver looks great, 4-1. and one. As mentioned, a more of a defensive battle, but color getting it done when it matters. And that's how you win football games. Arizona explodes against a solid Buffalo team who lost Trent Edwards, unfortunately. And uh, J.P. Lossman filled in all right, but that's how it goes. Kurt Warner... Awesome game, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Very well done. 44 to seven or 41 to 17. Arizona explodes despite the fact Angren Bolden out for the week with a fracture in his skull. Pretty morbid thought there. Cincinnati competitive against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys actually had to had to outscore them in the fourth quarter to win the game, but they did. 31 to 22. Carson Palmer looks like he's back to being a competitive player. Tony Romo, big again, three touchdowns, one interception. As I mentioned, Carson Palmer, two touchdowns and one interception. So not bad. Nice to see Palmer getting kind of back in the swing of things. As Yeah, what a shame it would be to see him totally collapse. New England defeats San Francisco. New England is 3-1, and one, though, which is impressive considering the circumstances. San Francisco is 2-3. and three. A little bit better than I expected. I mean, I saw them being like a 2-14 and 14 team this year. Uh, it still could happen, but it probably won't. J.T. O'Sullivan with three touchdowns, three interceptions. Kind of an interesting day. Kevin Falk with two touchdowns. Where did that come from? He had only 30-some yards in the game, 32 yards. Matt Castle, not bad, but not great. But he did get Moss to finally open up, finally hitting Moss for 111 yards and a touchdown. So that's good to see Moss. And Castle getting things going over there. Final game, Jacksonville 
Pittsburgh, that was a Sunday night game. Pittsburgh Steelers, 4-1, and one, might be the, the cream of the crop in the AFC. We shall see. Jacksonville only 2-3 and three with a tough start, despite they've been in every single game they've played. Jacksonville done again, unfortunately. And that wraps up your NFL roundup. And now we are going to get into last week's poll very quickly, and then we'll move into the next week poll as I should say, unfortunately, it was actually two weeks ago. It was the week three poll, as uh, I did not have a show last week because my schedule was so hectic, um, just absolutely so hectic. I would have had to do the show on Thursday, and that's just not worth it anymore. As, uh, you know, you're, you're reviewing a game that happened four days ago. That kind of sucks. But, uh, yeah, so the uh, question at that time was, what surprised you the most about week three? Uh, Farad starting, Schenko holding on to a touchdown running game not being the main focus, or shutting out the Packers in the second half. Well, that won this thing. Everybody voted for that one. So, all right. that people, A lot of people surprised that Schenko, or that, not that Schenko, but that the Vikings were able to shut out the Panthers in the second half. I was as well. That's, of course, where I voted. Now, this week, the question is, what was more amazing? This one, I hope, will get more votes than the last one. Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush, two touchdown returns. Adrian Peterson only held at 32 yards. Vikings blocking a field goal and scoring a touchdown because that's extremely rare when anybody blocks a field goal. That's pretty rare, especially scoring a touchdown on it. Or Farrat and Berrien coming up clutch in the end. Now, what what was more amazing? Um... Uh, you know, I'm stuck between one and one or four right there. Um, you know, Reggie Bush is the kind of guy, he's so talented, you can see it happening, and the Vikings special team is so pitiful, you can see it happening. I'm going to go with Rotten Berry and coming up clutch in the end. Plus the fact that this is this is a Vikings show, so you know, Frottenberryan coming up clutch in the end is going to be my vote, as I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody else really did. Um, congratulations to them. That was really cool. Hopefully, that's a harbinger of what is to come. Congratulations to the Vikings. A very exciting game. I mean, the fact that we were able to do that. Uh, after Reggie Bush returned two touchdowns, I mean, the fact that they were able to keep their uh, their poise, that they could still win this game despite the fact, you know, you're down seven, the crowd is completely going crazy, the Saints have all the momentum, they're ready to kick our butts, didn't happen. So congratulations to the Vikings for showing some toughness on this game, and um, it was a beauty. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Once again, Please sign up for the message boards on thesportstuff.com. The way you can get on and vote for this poll, sign up and then go to the message boards. The section that says podcasts, click on Purple Mafia. The poll will be there. Vote and be sure to leave a comment as well. That way it can be read on air. As there were no comments last show, it was just a pretty quiet poll, and uh, I don't understand why, but need some more listener involvement, so I want you to get on there. Get, don't get, don't just watch sports. Get involved. So uh, hope to hear from you soon. Please do. And uh, I'm going to wish you a great week and uh, expect a victory over the Detroit Lions. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.